This film is Lit, the podcast where we finally settle the score on one simple question. Is the book really better than the movie? I'm Brian. I have a film degree, so I watch the movie, but don't read the book. And I'm Katie. I have an English degree, so I do things the right way and read the book before we watch the movie. Look, some of us are lazy, all right? If by lazy you mean wrong. Prepare to be wowed by our expertise and charm as we dissect all of your favorite film adaptations and decide whether the silver screen or the written word did it better. So turn it up, settle in, and get ready for spoilers. Because guess what? This film is lit. Probably made more people cry than any other talking animal film. It's Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, and this film is lit. Hello and welcome back to the 25th episode of This Film is Lit. We're tackling a childhood classic, at least for our childhood, today. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey... 1993 film based, or remake of a 1963 film based on a 1960 novel, a short story, children's children's book, children's novel. It's, like I said, Homeward Bound. The book is uh, called The Incredible Journey. Mm -hmm. Before we get started on today's episode, if you could do us a favor, if you're enjoying our lovely little podcast here, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, whatever thing you use to listen to us. Throw us a five star review and a little or a rating and a little review. Uh, it's a big help. Gets us helps spread us around even more. We're seeing a huge increase in listeners, or that's not huge. We're seeing a steady increase in <laughs> listeners over as we keep going. Uh, every month it's more uh, and more as more people are finding us. And a way a lot of people find us is by showing up in recommendations and that sort of thing, which happens more when we get more reviews and more ratings. So go and do that for us. That'd be great. On with the episode. Let's get into... No, hang on. What? We don't have any guess who's. Yeah. But I'm, there's something was, that we have to... Okay, hold on. What? We're going to do Let Me Sum Up first. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> yeah. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. So in case you haven't seen Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, brief synopsis. Three animals, two dogs, a cat. They are left at a friend's or slash relative's house when their family, their owners, move to the other side of the coast. The family's going to come back every couple weeks and visit. Uh, the dogs think they've been abandoned and decide, we must go back. We must go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, Homeward Bound in the, mm-hmm. the movie title. And they embark on an incredible journey across the Sierra, Sierra Nevada Nevadas, mountains. Yeah. Uh, in an attempt to return home to their map, owners, masters, whatever you want to call it. Uh, well, the, the, in the movie, they refer to themselves as owning the people. but <laughs> uh, And that's pretty much the story. It's do they or do they not make it home to their family and the trials and tribulations of that trek. Okay, Katie. Now, what do we need to do? Okay. So, from book to movie, some changes were made to our three main characters. Okay. So, I want to clear that up because I think it's going to be relevant to 
all of the other stuff that we discuss. Okay. So in the book, we have an old dog. Um, and in the book, he is a bull terrier. And his name is Bodger. Bodger. I think is how that's pronounced. Okay. Um, and he actually comes closer to filling Chance's role. I think isn't Chance a bull movie. terrier? He's an American bulldog. But oh, okay. There. Yeah. Bull terriers are. Um. Do you remember the Target dog? Yeah. Oh, have, right. Yeah. yeah they yeah. have the kind of the weird little rascal face. dog. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um. So we have our old dog. We have our young dog. Then who is a Labrador Retriever, and his name is Lua. I okay. think is how it's pronounced. It's Gaelic, so it's kind okay. of. Anyone who doesn't speak Gaelic's best guess. Right. But I think it's Lua. Okay. Um, and he fills a role that is much closer to Shadows. He's kind of the leader. Even though he's younger. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, he's kind of the leader. He's the one who decides, we need to go home now. Okay. And then there's the cat, who in the book is named Tao. And like he's a T-A-U? T-A-O. Oh, okay. So the names are all completely different. Right. So then, of course, in the movie, we have our old dog, Shadow. A golden retriever, our young dog Chance, an American bulldog, and our cat Sassy, who is a Himalayan. And I looked it up, and there actually is a difference between a Siamese and a Himalayan. Okay, fair enough. A I just Himalayan, assumed she was Siamese. A Himalayan is a Siamese crossed with a Persian. To try to keep this clear while I'm talking about like differences between the books and the movies, since they made switches to like the kind of roles. That they fulfill. Yeah. yeah. If I'm talking about the role in general, I'll say the young dog, the old dog, or the cat. Okay. If I'm talking about a specific character, I'll say the name. Okay. There we go. That's it's not guess who, but it's guess who adjacent. It is kind of guess who adjacent. <laughs> um, no game aspect, but it's laying out <laughs> some groundwork for our further discussion. So let's move along to. Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. The what? Honestly, don't you two read? Uh, I have a handful of questions uh, about things that I'm wondering if we're in the book. Some big, some small. It's interesting because obviously, I, I do you know the length of the book? The book Roughly. is, it's 11 short chapters. Um, it's 145 pages. Okay. This edition that I have. So, and it's an hour and 20 minute movie, mm-hmm. roughly. So, they could have translated a lot of it, probably. Fair amount. Although, yeah. they probably would have had to make some... Because I gotta imagine the book doesn't have a lot of dialogue, so a lot of that is probably describing things that happen. Mm-hmm. Thus, maybe they couldn't fit it all in. But we'll... Anyways, we'll see. Because uh, that would have been about a two hour movie, roughly. Um, first thing, uh, is... Because uh, it's a kid's movie. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. The 1993 version. So they inject a lot of humor into the film. Is the humor, is there a, hu- a humorous element that is as prominent in the book? No, not really. Okay. There are uh, maybe a couple kind of humorous moments, but overall the book is, isn't funny. Okay. I, I mean, the main way we see that in the film is with Chance, mm-hmm. played by Michael J. Fox. He's very much the, uh, uh, the his higher energy and his... Um, goofiness i guess i don't even know the right word like his playful nature mm-hmm. and he he also makes a lot of pop culture reference not a lot several pop culture references a handful, yeah uh and it's yeah so they play a lot for laughs for kids 
and I had a feeling just based on thinking about it in terms of the book being written in 1960, it probably wasn't played as much for humor, a little more for like a fun adventure story about animals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the movie dialed up the humor in the book. And now this is where it gets complicated with the, the changes. Right. In the movie, Chance is a rescue. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been in the pound several times, at least once or twice, and now is with this family that they I guess they came and picked him up from the pound. And a big theme in the movie that uh, with Chance and his character growth to some extent is he doesn't trust humans, and he also doesn't trust that this family actually that this is going to stick. That he's going to be with this family, right? He doesn't think that they really want him. Yes, because because he's been sort of you know in and out of pounds and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. He's very jaded. Yes, um, in a way. And and I think there's a very much a uh, uh, an analogy here for any children that would be watching this film that maybe were in the um, that were well, not adopted, but uh, the what you the foster care system. Foster care system. Yeah. It could definitely maybe identify with that sort of mm-hmm. feeling in the dog. And so maybe that's kind of what that was playing to. But is that theme relevant in either of the dog care or any of the animal characters? No, it's not in the books at all. That's okay. really something that they added for the movie. Yeah, I kind of figured. I figured. I, honestly, I figured a lot of the stuff they added for the movie. I, my guess is that they mostly took the idea of the book and... Yeah. Like three animals, two dogs and a cat trekking across the country to get home, like, and then did what they wanted with it. But okay, because that was an interesting theme. And like I said, I thought it was a it's a niche audience, a niche audience uh, uh, of children to kind of direct that to. Mm -hmm. I'm not that they would be the only people that would identify with this sort of feeling unloved or whatever, but just that the specific thing. I thought it was an interesting addition, uh, and I was wondering if it was a theme from the, the book, but it's not. So, all right. So this is a big, kind of a big thing to some extent. Um, I don't know what the backstory of the family or what the uh, events that set about the need for the journey, mm-hmm. the incredible journey. In the movie, the mom has three children, mm-hmm. uh, two boys and a girl. And that she at the beginning of the movie is marrying a guy. Yes. And so there's it's a stepfather joining the family, and so the, the reason they are moving is they're moving to San Francisco because that's where he works. He's a professor at a college, like USC or I don't. That's not USC. Uh, you know, whatever. Some yeah. Some university so in San Francisco. So they're gonna go stay in San Francisco for a while, but they were planning to come back. I'm a little confused as I, to the yeah. circumstances of exactly what was going on because they're. I mean, they're in school in San Francisco. Yeah, but so they don't like ever clearly really say like what exactly the plan, the plan is. is because they all they also state that they're gonna come back some weekends to see the pets. Yeah. Anyways, is any of that from the book that backstory with the family or any of that, or is oh. that all manufactured for the film? It's sort of, it's sort of there. There's a similar. Um, so when the book starts, the pets are already with the family friend. So okay. we don't meet the family at the beginning like we do in the movie. Okay. And the reason that they are with this family friend is because their family has to go live in England for a few months. Again, because of the dad's work. Yeah. Which I feel like makes a little more sense 
than what we get in the movie because I'm like, why couldn't you bring your pets to San Francisco I, so with this, you? Yeah, this is my big thing, and and the reason they say it, he says they says why in the movie. He says, well, they we we, we can't have them all cooped up. I guess the implication being that they're living in like a, a relatively small apartment in San Francisco that yeah. they don't want to have two large dogs in. And a cat. I, I guess I thought the same thing. I was like, that is, to me, it was like, that is an incredible. Also, why can't he just commute? Yeah, right. Like, why can't I, he just come back on weekend? Or like, I don't. And I don't think they ever actually say where the family's like house in the suburbs or whatever is. But it can't possibly. No, it's not be. in the suburbs. It's across the mountains. So my thinking is that, yeah, because they don't ever say specifically. My thinking is yeah. that it's. Because I get the key, yeah, but they're not but they're crossing still, the Rockies. They're, yeah, yeah, they're still, still in California. In California so I'm like, how far could it possibly be? I will t- apparently to get anywhere in California takes like literally to get from one side of LA to the other yeah. takes two hours. Or I, I'm talking out of my ass, but it, it's something ridiculous. <laughs> Traffic is a nightmare. Yeah, and it takes forever to get anywhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if getting from San Francisco to their home out, you know, in in Eastern California or wherever it is yeah. takes. Four or five hours or something I like just, that. I just have a or, lot or of... Or even longer. I have a lot of questions about the whole scenario. Like, yeah. are they going to keep moving back and forth? Because where is he yeah. going to get a job? Yeah, because like, at the end of the movie, the implication is now they're staying Yeah, because the mom's like, oh, it's so much better now that we're back home. And it's very clearly Thanksgiving. Yeah. My only thinking is that maybe there's a subplot with... Because he's looking for grant money. Uh-huh. There's a there's a brief mention of the the the, right, the, the stepfather committee. where he's going to the grant committee and maybe once he does that he's going to be working on oh, yeah, maybe he's going on sabbatical right maybe yeah. he's going to be doing it something he can either do from home or mm-hmm. or he has some other I don't know what he, they never he's a scientist of some sort or at least his office has like chemistry type yeah. stuff in it so maybe he has stuff he can do from home or something yeah. if he gets this grant because that's only mentioned but i'm just expanding on what the little <laughs> we get maybe that's what's going on but my big thing was that that is an incredible ask of your three very young children yeah. to just completely give up their pets that they've had like yeah. that's i don't know that seems incredibly like i would never ask my children to do that i don't think i wouldn't either and especially as someone marrying into this family unit that already existed. Yeah. Like, my my thought process would be, like, they already probably don't really like me. Yeah, let me not, like, (laughs) be the reason they don't get to see their pets anymore. I'll come up with... We're coming up with a solution that doesn't include separating you from your childhood, you know, pets that you... Yeah, you all dearly love. I, I know, I was like, this... But so you're the the premise from the book makes a little more sense, at least to some extent. That they're you said they're going to Europe or something. Yeah, like so they, they're going. The book is set in Canada, and they're going to. They have to go live in England for a while. All right, moving on. So it is a similar, at least setup. It's just they change yeah. how it works. Yeah. Uh, do the three pets belong to three kids of matching genders? Yes and no. Okay. Um, the cat does belong to the daughter, and the old dog does belong to the son, but in the book, um, Jamie, the youngest boy, doesn't exist, and the, oh. the young dog belongs to the dad. He's like a hunting dog that the dad takes out, like, oh, okay. hunting ducks. Hmm. That's interesting. So he brings a pet into the family. Yeah. Well, the the, the dad's, it's not like a stepdad situation. Oh, they're like just, okay, okay. The, Yeah. They're just already, sorry. I, yeah, I it's that already a family just, unit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's an interesting change. Yeah, it in is. In the movie. 
because that's it, a very prominent or a very common thing that dealing with you know stepfathers. And, right, and it almost I won't I don't want to say it mirrors it, but it kind of relates to. Um, chances anxieties yeah. with like joining a new family yeah. and like do they actually want me will they actually right. love me it's kind of a similar yeah yeah it is uh does uh the cat go over a waterfall no <laughs> but the river sequence is in the book okay and it is somewhat similar to what happens in the movie um, who goes over a waterfall or does anyone it's just still the cat oh you just said no well, I just she, said, does a cat go over a waterfall? And you said no. But there is the river part. They, the cat just doesn't go over a oh, waterfall. Okay, 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 okay. You okay. asked too specific of a question. All right, I'm sorry. So, the, but the cat does fall in the river. Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming. Well, I guess we can get to it. But there's probably no side story with a, a kindly old man that finds and rescues the cat. There's a similar side story, but I want to talk about okay. it later. All right. Uh, moving along to bad things happening to animals, does Chance get porcupined in the face? Or not Chance, whatever. I wish, which, whichever dog correlates to Chance. Yes. Okay. Um, the young dog in this instance the is the one that gets porcupined. Okay. Which is the retriever in this one. Yes. Or in the book. Do they rescue, do the animals rescue a lost little girl? No. That entire sequence was added for the movie, and I had completely forgotten about it. I had, too. When we started watching, I was like, oh, yeah, this happens. Yeah, they find, so in the movie, they find, while they're trekking through the mountains, they find a little, like, I don't know, five-year-old girl or something, like, just lost in the woods. And they just stay with her, and then Shadow goes and finds, or hears their parents yeah, he hears the, like the search, the search party group and goes and barks at him and brings him to him. And there's a great moment in the movie that we both laughed at when <laughs> I lost my mind because it's such a cliche and I didn't write it down. But when Shadow is barking at the group, one guy, I think it's the dad, yeah, turns around and goes, what is it, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just it's Timmy's like, in the well. Yeah, it's like, what's that? T- She's over there. <laughs> like, just, which I'm sure was a, a, a purposeful nod yeah. to, uh, you know, last and all of those animal, uh, <clears throat> all of the dog TV shows and movies of yesteryear where uh, a dog comes and talks to the humans and leads them, yeah, to Timmy down the well or whatever. But it was so funny. I, I yeah, I forgot. I guess I had never thought about that line probably when I was a kid. Like, it just didn't, because mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of the cliche to make it funny like, yeah. as a child. But yeah, it was very funny this time. I'm assuming this doesn't happen. Uh, they don't end up at an animal rescue with the family thinking they're safe and then get lost again. No. Or run away. Because that part always pissed me off when I was a kid and it pissed me off even more this time. Like, it always annoyed me when I was a kid because I was like, what? Like, I was always, not, maybe annoyed's not the right word, but I always remember being really upset because I remember thinking if I ever lost my dog and then somebody told me they found him and then I went to that place and they didn't have him, I would be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be so upset. Okay. And they were like, oh, nope, they got away again. People at that animal shelter terrible were at their, terrible at their jobs. Terrible at their jobs. Straight up the worst. As we're watching this, I'm like, none of you, what, what are any of you doing? Like, none of you are remotely qualified for any of these positions. And not even the, like, they just, literally, the guy with the fucking cat, the cat is sitting in the passenger seat, and he yeah. just opens the door, and the cat runs away. He's like, whoa, Nonsense. no. Like, what, what were you expecting to happen? Like, <laughs> you can't just let the cat sit there. It's gonna run away. It doesn't fucking know you. All right, and then the final two big ones, and this is 
the most important part because it's the climax of the film. Mm. Is there a giant mud pit that no. they fall into? No, that's not in the book. <sighs> okay. That part's terrible. It reminds me of uh, in the never ending story yes. <laughs> when the horse yes. <laughs> falls into what, what are, Swamp of Sorrow. I can't remember what it's called. Swamp of Sorrow or something. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, okay. So no giant mud pit, but the most important one because it's always this felt to me uh as i was watching it very much like a very disney ending to the film Mm. and obviously spoilers for the (laughs) homeward bound but uh at the end of the film they finally make it back uh and the the family is at home at this point um because they went to the shelter and they weren't there and then they came home and it's on thanksgiving and i I think it's thanksgiving at least appears to be yeah because they have like turkeys and stuff and they're hanging out and they hear dog barking and then the animals come home and it's uh chance comes over the hill first to the little boy and then the cat shows up and then nothing and they're mm-hmm. like oh shadow is old he probably couldn't make it probably didn't make it and so you think oh no shadow died because the last we saw he was stuck in a muddy ditch yeah. and we figured he wasn't gonna make it but at the last moment, he comes over the hill and there's a glorious yeah. and the music crests the music soars and the 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 little boy actor yeah runs sprints mm-hmm. across the field and they yeah it's great tear jerking moment if ever there was one does that happen like that in the book yes it does actually wow yeah um at the end of the book when they when the animals get home you aren't sure there for a few minutes if the old dog is going to arrive really yeah so what and we, I guess maybe we can talk about it later, but what happened, what, what happened that, or do we not, are we not privy to why he's not there or? We're not really privy to it. Okay. Um, I think the last thing that they do before we see their actual homecoming sequence is they're at like a, a little village, mm-hmm. um, or maybe a farm, um, and they get, they get some like medical care because um, of the porcupine face. Oh, so there is a similar that. to the but, animal yeah, rescue, but it's not yeah. at a pound or whatever or a animal um, shelter. And they get some food, and then they move on. And I think that's the last thing that we see before their actual homecoming scene. But the old dog does have some troubles, like so throughout a, the story. So there's at least a setup of a pretense of why we, the, in, while reading the book, you think the the old dog might not have made it because in, in yeah. the movie it's obviously very clear why you think he might not make it back because he's stuck in a giant pit and he can't get out of it right um but it sounds like that's not the case in the book but instead it's more of like he's he's old and there's he's had struggling throughout yeah but it's not like a direct setup well i can already tell you that that's a better in the movie for me without having read the book but we'll get we'll get to that later uh that's all i had for was that in the book lots of big moments uh a few little things Probably more of it from the book than I actually expected, especially mm-hmm. the ending. That really felt like a the the sort of it does feel like a Disney ad. Feels like a very Disney ending um, to have you know the, oh he didn't make it back, but then oh over the hill oh my god like yeah that <laughs> it just felt yeah I was like ah it's probably added. But also, if you don't at least get a lump in your throat, <laughs> oh yeah, no. when Shadow comes up over the hill, you're probably a robot person. Hundred <laughs> percent robot. If you yeah. It's, uh, it is... I cried. Yes, you did. I said I would. Because I always do. And you did. 
Uh, but no, it is 100% a, yeah, a tearjerker. Yes. It's, yeah. All right. I only have one for this next category, but let's knock it out. Let's move on to Lost in Adaptation. Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way. Wow. Was it lost? Yes. Yes. And I want to get unlost as soon as possible. You asked me if I had written this down yeah, for this part. Yeah, because I to talk about because, it. And I had, and it was the only one I had because I could not understand what the movie was going for they must have cut a scene or something, something or they just didn't care like i okay so here's my lost adaptation and if you watch this movie recently it's a little thing that you probably don't remember as if you haven't watched it since you were a little kid you probably don't remember this one little mm-hmm. thing but it's like a very interesting plot point that kind of makes some, not all of it possible but like affects the way it plays out and i didn't understand it so they take the dogs and the cat to their family friend, who's this right. li- woman who... Uh, she has, like, a ranch. She has, like, a ranch. And she has to go run some horses or something, or take some horses on a trail for a few days. So she's mm-hmm. going to be out at, like, gone for a yeah. couple days, and she can't take the animals with her. So she has a friend, a neighbor, who's yes. going to come and feed them, you know, while she's gone or whatever. Yes. Uh, and in the movie... So they jump the fence, like, right after she leaves, they mm-hmm. they dip, they they jump out because they're like, oh, no, she left us, too. And then uh, the neighbor shows up the next day or something, or that day later, I don't even, doesn't matter. Yeah. It shows up, and the animals are gone, and he's like, what the heck? Where are the animals at? And he walks into, like, the shed or the barn or, I don't know, walks in, or maybe it's the house, I don't even know. He walks into the building, and he finds a note on the counter, mm-hmm. and he reads the note, and it says, and it's presumably from her that says, I... Took the an- the animals were homesick, mm-hmm. like the young dog was homesick. So I took the animals, and then he like trails off or something. Like he, I don't right. even remember. And and it's it's important because he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't know to sound the alarm call, that they're gone. Yeah. So they get by the time they realize that they're missing, they're, they're way into yeah, the, they're, they're way they're into in the, the wilderness. Yeah. Not that I think it would matter that much if he had. They would still probably be. Yeah. But but yes. Yeah, so he doesn't say anything. He goes, oh, she has him, basically. So I really wanted to talk about this because this is something about the movie that makes no goddamn sense. I agree. And it's baffling to me now having read the book because there is a perfectly good sequence of events that happens in the book. Okay. So the note that you mentioned. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this part or not. But when she leaves the note, she's got she leaves the note. She writes down her note and she's got two pieces of paper. Okay. Okay. And then one of the pieces of paper like falls on the floor and goes under something. Uh, Okay. Must have been. Yeah. All right. And then the the remaining page, as you said, it says something like the dog was homesick. So I'm taking the animals with me, which makes no sense. Like, yeah. why would she even write that? Why would she have written that note? Yeah. Why, Why? what earthly reason would she have written that for? Unless maybe there's, like you said, a deleted scene and that's like an old note. Yeah. But then why would she put her current note On with that? I, it doesn't make any sense. I was so perplexed by all of that. Yeah. And then, because, yeah, maybe she didn't say, maybe the note didn't say I'm taking them with me, but I'm taking them to see... I, I don't. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't I don't know. know. And if you understood that at all, like if you, if you rewatch this, or I don't know, if you understood what the 
what the heck was going on there. But yeah, because yeah. Oh, so now you explain it because I missed the fact that there was a a second note and then like it fell. Yeah. And it was a, but yeah, what the heck was that note? Why did she write it? Yeah, why was it even there? Why was it even there? It doesn't make any sense. And again, I don't don't even think it's that, uh, yeah, I I don't, uh, yeah. So what happens in the book is kind of similar. Okay. The guy, the family friend, he writes out a two-page little memo on like a little notepad thing. And the first page of this note ends with, I'm taking the animals. And then the second page continues for a walk before I leave. Maybe that is what it said. And maybe that's what it said. I would have to rewatch it. That might have been what it said. And he they just didn't portray that very well. Yeah. Was my so, only thought. Yeah, so then in the book, obviously the part of the note that says for a walk before I leave, like falls into the fire. Okay. That must be what they were trying to go for. I'm sure that is what they were trying to go for, but like the way the thing that the guy reads out loud yeah. on the note doesn't work with that. Because it would have been the second half of the note. Yeah. Not the first half. Yeah. It doesn't. And make I don't. Sense. I don't. I, now I feel like I need to rewatch it and piece this together. But I. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go through and forensics it. But I. That's interesting. Now that you say that, that might be what they're. Yeah, that was clearly what they're trying to express. Yeah, but I did what not they get were that. trying to do. And the other problem too is that maybe if we like paused it and zoomed in on it, but you can't see yeah. what that other piece of paper yeah. says that falls yeah. on the floor. Right. So we just have no idea. Right. They were probably like, nah, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like it's a kid. After- night, that bothered me when I was a child too. Dude. I remember. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do remember as a child being like, wait, why does he not? Why is he like, I guess I don't because he kind of mumbles it. And like, I guess I just never I don't know. I was like, I was really hoping that maybe I just like was misremembering or I just didn't understand it because I was a dumb kid. And like when I watched it as an adult, like the clouds would would clear and it would all make sense. But no, no. Well, it's good. It's good to know that you were just as lost in adaptation as I was, <laughs> uh, and we haven't figured nothing out. Well, we may have figured. We figured it out. With the book, does clear it yeah, up. Yeah, I think because that know was what clearly they were what they were trying to do. to do was what they did in the book, where it's it's like how it's like a page break, and that somehow causes yeah. A, but the way that they did it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was not handled uh, very well in the movie. Well, all right then. Slightly less lost in adaptation. Let's <laughs> move on. To better in the book. You like to read? Oh, yes. I love to read. What do you like to read? Everything. So, the movie has uh, a lot of, like, friction between the animals. Yeah. Like, they don't necessarily like each other a lot of the time. Yeah, it's very much a... Well, it, I think it's very... They play it very much as a sibling-y type yeah, of they relationship. Kind of tolerate each other and torture well, each other a little bit. Yeah, they like each other, but they, yeah, they're like siblings. Like, they, they... Yeah, they mess with each other, but they, they like each other, but they also screw with each other and, yeah. and, and they annoy each other. And I, I do think that that was a good change from what the book does. Uh, because it it makes for good tension, it makes for good conflict, it allows for character growth. Mm-hmm. In the book, all three animals are good friends. 
Okay. We all get along really well. And I don't necessarily think that's better, but I do think it is a less kind of stereotypical animal story. Okay. I don't know if I know enough about the stereotypes of animal stories. I mean, you know, but, like the stereotype of like, oh, the cat and the dog right, don't get right, along. Okay, right. Sorry. Yeah, that is, yeah, very obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just, fair that, enough. it's just for me a little more like unexpected and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you definitely expect the the tension between the cat and the dog, yeah. and there's there. I mean, there's numerous lines throughout where it's like, "Say it, oh, cats rule and dogs drool." Like, but you know, they play up that even. More yeah, and, so. it, and it is very, uh, like you said, sibling like. Yeah. Which again, I think the movie changes obviously to help connect more with children watching it. Mm-hmm. That sort of similar relationships they feel with, yeah, their older brothers or sisters or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. I love Sassy. I do. Sally love Field. Sassy. How can it's, you not? It's Sally Field. I know. And I and I talk about this again and better in the movie actually. Okay. Um, but I just want to say how much I also loved the cat in the book because this cat was a badass. <laughs> he fought a. Bear? Well, you showed me the picture. You'll have to post that on the Facebook. Yeah. There's a uh, drawing in the book, like a chapter heading drawing, and uh, yeah, it's a cat yeah. fighting a bear. He fights a bear. He does all this hunting. He evades a bobcat with a plum. Like, yeah, the dogs do, uh, deal with the bobcat in the yeah. movie. She does do all the hunting in the movie. She does. She they do show the her hunting. I would say she does even more hunting. Yeah. In the well, it's a he in the book, but right. not that it really matters. But like in the book, they wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for the cat. Yeah. Like legit, wouldn't have made it. I think there's some of that in the movie. They might not play it up as much, but they very. I, I like. I, I and this wasn't something I remembered, but they, they very vividly make it clear that. At least for a while, she's the only one that can catch fish. I, I mean, Shadow yeah. does eventually. Yeah. And then I guess Chance does And maybe, like, but. what helped that to feel heightened for me in the book is that they specifically talk about the dogs not being able to hunt. Yeah. Because apparently Labrador retrievers, like, have a hard time actually killing things because they're bred to, like, retrieve. Right. And to not... Maybe to not be able to like. Well, I, I, my guess, I don't know a lot about hunting dogs, but my guess would be that, yeah, because they are retrievers, that right. you generally wouldn't want them to like destroy. Yeah, and I, and I don't like really, shake I don't and, you know, know a lot about hunting dogs either. But that was the implication that I got from the book was yeah. that he had kind of like a hard time with killing things because it like went against his instincts or whatever. I guess I don't know how true that is. I don't Somebody know. who hunts or has or knows anything about hunting dogs may be able to comment on that better. But yeah, I, I could potentially see that being the case, maybe. But they do definitely play up the idea that the cat is the hunter and the dogs are would be quite woebegone <laughs> without the cat. Okay. The bobcat scene. Well, mm-hmm. it's actually like a cougar in the movie. Yeah, a mountain lion. I yeah, think. it's a mountain lion. Um, it's it's a bobcat in the book. Again, not that it really, really matters. But bobcats are a little smaller, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, bobcats are smaller. I felt like it was maybe a little superior in the book. Uh, it wouldn't have worked tonally in the movie because it's kind of a scary scene. Yeah. 
Um, it happens, the cat, when the cat is like trying to rejoin with the two dogs, and he realizes that he's being stalked by this bobcat. And it's kind of the only time in the book that the author ever ascribes like a morality to any of the animals because hmm. the bobcat is like pure evil really in the book and is like stalking the cat and there are several scenes where the cat like just barely gets away yeah from the bobcat and it's pretty like pulse pounding hmm. yeah that could be interesting because it's definitely played for laughs in the movie yeah with the two dogs it's yeah. or not you know it's it's uh, ultimately played for laughs, and even even when they first run into it, they, there's never any sense of like dread or right. Like there's, they're kind of like not, worried about it, but not like there's not a sense of real danger, no. which there absolutely would be. Yeah. In oh real god, life, yeah. Cause, Especially because it's a mountain lion. Yeah. A, a bobcat being slightly smaller, uh, you know, against two dogs, maybe less so. But yeah, mountain lion would destroy. Yeah. Two dogs. Like it wouldn't even be. There fight. would be no contest. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. So that was what I had for better in the book. Okay. The only time, I will say this, the one time that was actually at all had any sort of real stakes in terms of, well, they played the the mountain lion thing for a a farce, a joke in the movie, but the the river part with the cat, and then obviously at the end with the mud pit thing, Mm -hmm. um, there, there are some elements there where it feels, there are definitely some stakes to it, and it feels like the animals are in danger, but yeah, they... uh, Definitely not with the with the with the mountain lion. They just yeah they catapulted. yeah they, they play that more for laughs. <laughs> they whereas, catapult it comically across <laughs> off a cliff. Yeah. Whereas in the book, it's it's kind of like this whole extended chapter of dread. Yeah, and that, I could see that being really interesting, but also maybe too intense for. Yeah, that was my thought for children. Um, if done similarly. Well, I would include also in better in the book the thing with the note, even though we already talked about it. Right. Just because it made no sense in the movie. Cool. Well, if that's all you got there, let's move on to better in the movie. My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies. So my first big thing, um, switching around the roles of the young dog and the old dog. Yeah, this makes more sense to it me. It makes way more sense. When you described it from how it was in the book, I was like, what? Why? Yeah, it, it makes way more sense, and it allows for way more salient character arcs yeah. for both dogs. And there's not really character arcs in the book. Right. Cause well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't mentioned this yet, but the characters don't quote-unquote talk in the book, correct? Right, and I was actually, okay. this is a, as good a place to mention okay. it as any, that's something I like better about the movie. Okay, because I, yeah, yeah, I wanted to make sure we brought that up. The animals don't talk in the book at all. Yeah. Like, we'll occasionally get a sentence about, like, what they're feeling. feeling right. Like, oh, the old dog was frustrated right. or something like that. But yeah, they don't talk. But he doesn't go, oh, brr, 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 like, he <laughs> no. doesn't, yeah, okay. Um, but I, I did think that was a good change because, God, this would be a long, boring movie without voiceovers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be tough. Yeah. It, you could do it maybe more as a yeah short. I, uh, yeah. It needs voiceovers. Yeah. Um, it would, 100%. It would, yeah. Um, I also liked that they switched the cat from a boy to a girl because, like we said before, now we get to have Sally Field in our movie. Yeah. And it's also, although it does sort of uh, play into the... The stereotype about yeah, cats of and cats dogs. Cats are girls, yeah. dogs are boys. Like, that's how it is. It um, does. I, I wouldn't have hated if they had switched it 
the other like if one of the dogs had been a mm-hmm. girl and the cat had been a boy could have been interesting. Yeah, that could have been interesting. But I mean, yeah, it's fine. It whatever. It's it works. Um so after the river sequence in the movie Sassy is found and nursed back to health by an old man bird watcher person. Mm-hmm. In the book she's found by a little girl who takes him home yeah. and similar uh, sequence of events. But I was glad that they changed that because it's actually kind of sad in the book when the cat leaves. Oh, because like, the girl's like, like the little oh. girl like cries. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, in, the, mm, in the movie, an old man finds her and nurses her back to health. And then when she runs off, he's like, all right. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, carry on fair lady yeah. or something weird like that. Do you want to have your mind blown a little bit? Yes. I found a cool fun fact. Uh, that I was unaware of. So the man in the movie who finds Sassy mm-hmm. nurses her back to health. I was like, I wonder who, what this guy, like he seems familiar. And now he, that yeah, that wasn't the case. He wasn't familiar. But he is known for something. Uh, is probably his biggest role. But you've never seen his face. So he's an old man. This movie came out in 93. He's probably, he actually just died this month. Oh, uh, really? He was like 98 or something. He was old. Rip um, old man bird watcher. His name is William Phipps, and what William Phipps is famous for, he was the voice of Prince Charming in Cinderella. Really? <laughs> yes. Huh. In 1950. Interesting. Uh, he was the voice of uh, Prince Charming. So, he was also in War of the Worlds, but... I wonder if they were, like, doing a nod to that by having him be, like, a kind of a chivalrous... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And there may... And I, I was paying attention, I didn't notice any particular lines that sort of made reference but Mm-mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there was and I just missed it because I don't know a lot about Cinderella <laughs> to be fair but uh or yeah but uh yeah he's uh, Prince Charming and yeah. uh, the animated Cinderella from 1950 so hmm. Disney brought him back alright what else anything else better in the movie in the movie we get way more of the people the family that they belong to um we get to meet them at the beginning they realize that the animals are missing a lot sooner than they do in the book. So we have, like, this opportunity for, like, parallel action and cutting back to what the family's doing, um, which I think is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, we get extra story there. We get uh, more fleshed out human characters. One last thing for better in the movie. There's a scene in the book where the three animals meet a First Nations tribe. Hmm. Okay. It's in Canada, so I don't know if calling right. them Native American is correct. Native North Americans? Native, yeah, I yeah. So I I'm, think, I'm going yeah. with First Nations tribe. Yeah. Um, and I, I, th- I honestly thought it was fine in the book. Like, it didn't seem particularly disrespectful to me, a white girl. But I think it was probably a good idea to drop it. Given Disney's track record. <laughs> Given Hollywood's track record fair enough, fair of enough. portraying First Nations people, it was probably a good idea. Yeah, just to avoid that. that yeah, it would just, altogether. just avoid that whole thing. Yeah, that's fair. And that's all I have for Better in the Book. Cool. No, it's Better in the Movie. Better in the Movie. All right. Let's do it. It's time for the final verdict. No. <laughs> Are you ready for your sentence? Sentence? But there must be a verdict first. Sentence first. Verdict afterwards. Katie, what's uh, what's better, the book or the movie? 
I'm going to give it to the movie. Wow. I actually, I enjoyed the book more than I kind of thought I might. Anticipated, yeah. And I think I would have liked it a lot more as a kid. Yeah, I can see. I mean, it is a children's book. Um, And it, it is, whereas the movie kind of foray is maybe a little more towards the fantasy animal story side by like having them talk and giving them rich inner lives and all that kind of stuff. The book is very much real animal story. They're just being animals for 145 pages. And it's interesting, but there's not a whole lot of structure to it. There's not a whole lot of character growth. And I think that a lot of the changes that they made for the movie, most notably swapping around the roles of the dogs, yeah, and having older, wiser Shadow being the one to lead them home, lead was them home and, a really good yeah. choice. That makes a lot of sense, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to the movie. Cool. So for the answer for our homework from the prequel episode, you touched on it in your mm-hmm. verdict there. And it was what I was thinking, mix it, a mixture of fantasy with, it's it's kind of all three to some extent, mm-hmm. yeah. because it's, uh, so the three categories were fantasy, pet story, or animal story, real animal story, and pet was with a subgenre of pet story. Yeah. And obviously it's very much at the beginning and end, and, and throughout, because of the conversations they have, uh, very much about the relationship between the, yeah. the people and the dogs. And even when the people aren't around, mm-hmm. they talk about it, and they're, that's sort of the element of Chance's whole character growth and learning to trust and that sort of thing. And it's also, and it, but it's they talk, but they also don't actually talk. So it's kind yeah. of fantasy in the sense that they do talk and have conversations with each other. Yeah, but they don't. They're not actually talking. I right. mean, they're there's you know, I, however you want to describe it, they're like. Right, they're they're so talking, they're, but they're not talking in the way that the characters in The Wind and the Willows right. talk to each other. Right, and they're not wearing clothes. They're not they're yeah. not uh, anthropomorphized in any way, other than yeah. the fact that they do talk, speak in English to each other. You know, but I, I think you're right. Whereas the book, I would put very firmly Squarely and solidly in, in real yeah. animal story. The movie kind of has its fingers in all three categories yeah. at once. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Uh, Based on the description breakdown that we kind of talked about in the prequel episode, it, yeah, I think it fits into all three, probably primarily into the fantasy animal story to some extent, but it, mainly because they talk. But I guess if you get yeah. rid of the fact that they talk and just kind of dismiss that, right, then it's they, just a they real act animal like story. animals. Yeah, because that's the thing. They act like animals. Yeah. That, yeah. Cool. So the answer is, as it often is, uh, uh, we gave you three options. Uh, the answer was, uh, you're wrong. <laughs> Trick question, D, all of the above. <laughs> gotcha. Before we rack things up, Katie, what is next? Well, coming up, we are going to do something very special. We're going to do a listener's choice. Yes. Which we haven't done since our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. But this one is going to be a little different. We're not choosing between um, multiple versions, multiple movie versions right. of the same For story. For our Christmas episode, we did uh, a, Christmas a Christmas Carol, Carol and yeah. we had five different ones you could choose from. Yeah, many, many different ones we could choose from. Um, this time, we have three separate book slash movies, and we would like you guys to choose one for us. Mm -hmm. So our options are going to be uh, The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. Um, Of YouTube fame. 
Yes. To me. I, I know his brother, at least from YouTube, <laughs> Hank. I shouldn't have started with author names because I don't remember the author no, names that's for fine. the other no, two. Yeah, so it's The Fault in Our Stars. The Fault in Our one. Stars. Um, the uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower mm-hmm. is our other option. And Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist yes. is our third option. So it's kind of a teen drama yeah. listener's choice. So there will be... Slightly coming of age. Slightly coming theme. of age, yeah. Okay. Um, there will be polls up on Facebook, on Twitter. I will post about it on Instagram, since that's where we get the most engagement. But you won't have a poll there necessarily. Yeah, there won't be a poll just there. just directing people to the other options. But also, if you want to leave a comment yeah. on Instagram, I'll count we'll that. We'll count that. So yeah, but you check out at the Facebook page or the Twitter We'll have them link or, you know, pinned so that they'll be at the top yes. for the next. Uh, and do us a favor. Do it right away because Katie's got to start reading whichever one these is because this is our next episode in two weeks. So and you'll be able to knock it out pretty quick. But, yeah. Uh, the quicker we get those votes and kind of get it, see which way it's leaning. Uh, our, our luck, it'll all be like dead even. And we'll just have <laughs> to like decide. But so that's the next episode. Well, the next episode is prequel episode. Where we will announce which one we are doing. So yes. the deadline for this voting is going to be... It'll be this upcoming Sunday. Yeah, this coming Sunday, probably like at midnight. So Saturday at midnight going mm-hmm. into Sunday, because we usually record on Sundays uh, for the prequel episodes. So have them in by this coming Sunday, and then we'll uh, we'll announce which one we're doing. And that'll be the next one. And then... And then... And then... We're getting started on something big. The biggest... Thing we've done yet, by far. Something I don't know if we want to announce it yet. Very big. <laughs> I think we big. should let it hang. Let's let it hang. There. People will be excited. This is something people have been waiting for. I'm sure, there are a few things, books slash, uh, we'll say books that people have been waiting for. This is definitely going to be one of the biggest ones. Uh, it's going to be a big project. We'll leave it at that. But it's coming up in a month from now. Right as we're moving, so we'll figure out how to make that work. (laughs) Until next time, keep reading books, keep watching movies, keep being awesome, and keep giving us five-star reviews on iTunes. Just one of the ways you can be awesome. Awesome.